Well, I don't know if you watched that and you think, well, is Colin or is Anthem just trying to help me to be positive during a tough time? I mean, you know, and I know, we all know that we're in a tough season. Uh, we're not just in a pandemic, but it can often feel like we're in a pandemic of negativity around us, aren't we? Have you found it, like me, just hard to stay above the fray, just hard to get your eyes off the news and just the negativity that is in our, in our world today? Um, I don't want us to be people that put our heads in the sand and assume that nothing's happening and just try to you know, put on a happy face. But I do want us to put into, into practice and put into operation the principles of God's word over these next few weeks that I believe move us towards positivity. When we get God's word in our hearts, in our minds, I believe it moves us towards a, a state of positivity and faith even in the midst of trial. There's a, uh, a verse in Proverbs 11 that says, if you search for good, you will find favor. But if you search for evil, it will find you. It's almost as if like scripture is gonna reveal who you are. And uh, when we say stay positive, like in that video you just saw, we're not just trying to say, hey, this is coming at it from some sort of pop psychology, like, Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, cheer us up, people, get us into positive thinking over these next few weeks. But I don't know about you, but I want to reflect the, the message of God's word in my life as it comes to, to being a person of faith, being a person of optimism, and that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today, and being a person who believes that our future is better than our present and our past, that God has good things in store for us. Now, when you hear Christianity is just a crutch for the weak, uh, if I'm honest, I want to be like, well, I'm, I'm weak. I'm the one that needs a crutch sometimes. And in the same way, uh, there's, there's, there's words of faith in God's word that will be a strength. Call it a crutch if you want to, but a strength for those who are in weak situations and who have a tendency, like I do, to move towards the negative. And I believe that, that as we come towards the close of 2020, I want to be known as somebody, and I pray that our church and anybody who calls Anthem Church, Anthem Church in person or online, their church home, I pray that we'll be people of faith, confidence and optimism and in belief that our God is getting through the tough things that we're going through with faith and with strength. Now, I want to bring us today a few reasons to be optimistic from one of the most positive passages of Scripture in the New Testament, and it's from the book of Romans, and it's chapter 8. And if you haven't read the book of Romans, they say if you get into Romans, Romans will get into you. And it's 16 chapters that I would encourage you to read if you haven't done it already. But in, to give it a bit of context, in Romans chapter 7, Paul talks about some of the darker areas of his life. He talks about some of his struggles, some of his difficulties. He lets you know that Bottom line, he's a bit of a screw up. You know, he's got stuff going on that he can't seem to get through. But in Romans 8, he tears it up and lets us know this 30,000 foot view of what life is like if we put our trust and our faith and confidence and optimism in our great God. So I'm gonna, we're gonna like just kind of rapid fire this a little bit through some verses of Romans 8 because I believe there's a lot in here that, that he wants to teach us today. Number one is that our sins are forgiven and our eternity is secure. 
because Romans 8 verse 1 says, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Now, this might only apply to you if you've been forgiven a lot. If you've only been forgiven a few things, maybe you don't really care to to know how incredible it is that there's no condemnation for you. But if you're like me and you think that, yes, I desperately needed forgiven, then when you read Romans 8 verse 1, hey, guess what, people? There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That should be the starting point for us to realize I can think positive about my future because God has a plan. Another thing I want us to know is that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father and he's praying for us. Verse 34 of Romans 8 says, Christ who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of the Father and is also interceding for us. I don't know if you think that's amazing or not, but I believe that's incredible that Christ is at the right hand of the Father in heaven and he's got the Father's ear and he's praying for you and he's praying for me. Ever been in that situation where you ask somebody to pray for you and, you know, who who do you want praying for you? Do you want somebody who you think is not very spiritual, probably not going to get God's attention? Or do you want somebody who you think is really spiritual and that person's prayers are probably uh, more impacting than, than this guy. You want that guy praying for you, right? In fact, the Bible says that the, the, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And I don't believe that's a, honestly a real reason for us to go hunt for a righteous man and say, who's the most righteous man or woman here? And I'll, I'll ask them to pray for me. I think that's an inspiration and a reminder for us to tell us, your prayers, if you put your confidence for life and your faith and trust in God, then your prayers are listened to. But imagine if we here get this message that Jesus is praying for us. How does that make you feel that Jesus is praying for you? That's a, the incredible thing to know that he's at the right hand of the Father and he's praying for me. I believe God wants us to know this to fuel our optimism and our faith. And that's that our future future victory is greater than our present pain. Our future victory is greater than our present pain. Verse 18 says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Paul's saying like what we're going through right now is not even worth comparing with the glory that God wants to reveal in our, in our, at some point in our future. Now hear, hear me say this, I don't want to diminish our sufferings. I know that some of us even had a hard time clicking on this this morning and, and jumping online and saying maybe it was tough for even you to tell people that you're here and that you're participating in this online service this morning because we're struggling, because we feel like the struggle of life is just continuing to go on and on. But let me encourage you as much as you can today, take a 30,000 foot view, take a step back, take a broader perspective and recognize that, that, that our future glory is far outweighs our present sufferings. If you think the Apostle Paul was, w- w- had an easy life, you, you haven't really read a whole lot about him because he made it clear that he'd been through extreme sufferings. 
He'd been shipwrecked multiple times. He'd been beaten with rods. He'd been stoned with people using real rocks, not the... Anyway, uh, you know, he'd, he'd, he'd been whipped. He, he, said, he describes on one occasion having been whipped by the Jews um, almost to the, the point of death by the Jewish authorities five, on five separate occasions. He kept going back to the Jews, kept going back to them to, to share the message of the gospel with them, knowing that this might happen again. And, and, and I think it was the, 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 what allowed him to go through this over and over again was that belief that our future glory outweighs our present sufferings. Um, there's something that I want us to learn from, from, Romans, from Romans chapter 8, and it's in verse 31. And it says, what shall we say in response to these things? In response to everything else we, that's going on, we should say this. If God is for us, who can be against us? Now, it may feel that there are people, there are forces against you right now, for, against us in our lives. But Paul's continuing this, this posture of encouragement and optimism and faith building by saying, listen, if God's for us, who can be against us? Like if, 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 the, if the, the, the most powerful force, the most powerful person in the universe is for you and is on your team, not that it doesn't matter who's against you, but those other situations pale into significance when you know that God is for you, when you know that God uh, is on your side. I remember when I was a parent of young kids, if I saw uh, somebody, and some of you watching have got young children, and you know what it's like if, if, if some little kid's playing with your kid, and this kid gives your kid a hard time for whatever reason, you ever pulled the, the I'm bigger than you card on that kid? And let them know that, you know, that you could take them out of this world pretty quickly. And all of a sudden, there's this fear that enters their mind and they, they stop messing with your kid. You kind of walk away like, huh, I'm bad, you know. And like, <laughs> is it just me? I don't know. But, but you know that experience of putting pressure and dominating somebody who is way beneath you. And I believe that when we hear God's word say, if God's for you, it doesn't matter about these smaller forces because we can rest in the fact that the Almighty, the, the ruler of the universe is on my team. And I want to encourage you with that today. And I want to encourage with you this as well. Romans 24 says that, that, that God helps me in my weakness. It, that God helps me in my weaknesses. You know what? If, if we hope for what, oh, here is what it says. If we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. But in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Do you realize we can be confident today and we can be full of faith because we are never alone? The Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We can be confident because we are never separated from God. We're never separated from him. And I'm optimistic as well because I believe that God is working all things together for my good. This is one of the most famous verses, uh, passages of scripture in the New Testament. It's Romans 8, 28. And if you've never read this before, I want to just encourage you to, to hone in, dig in on this, this verse. Romans 8, 28. This will help you in your daily walk with God as you go through the trials of life. It says, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. 
There's not a thing in my life, past, present or future, that God won't use for his glory at some point in the future. Get that passage of scripture in your mind that that we know in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. In all the crap that you've been through through your life, God is working for your good. It's not like he caused those things. I don't believe God's a vindictive God, but within those difficult situations we've gone through, some of the the tough trials that you look back on in your life, some of the tough things that you're going through now, God will use those situations for your good as we are the people who love him. He will use those situations either in our future or in eternity. He will use those situations for good. As I said earlier, I can look back on some of the things in my past and I can recognize God's hand, some of the difficult things where I thought God was absent. And I can recognize God's hand in those situations as I see where he has brought me to today. There are some situations that I can't. I can't see how God's hand was on them. There was some pain. There was some loss of relationships. There was some loss of people who have passed away in my life. I, I want to be like, God, how... How is that for my good? How are you using that for my good? And I may see that in the future, or I may have to trust God that he is going to reveal that in eternity. But we can, we can put our trust in God that, as he says, that uh, in all things, he is working for the good of those who love him. And I love that, that song we've been singing at Anthem sometimes, Waymaker. And it says, even though I don't see it, you're working. Even though I don't see it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop. You never stop working. God is always working for our good. Isn't that incredible, church? I hope that you'll, you'll be encouraged by that word, that God is always working for your good in the midst of tough, difficult, dark trials that we face. We can have a confidence that God is working for our good. And then finally, I want to share this one other verse from Romans 8, and it's 38 and 39, and where Paul says this, this crowning scripture on all this passage of encouragement that should bring us into faith and confidence and positivity and optimism in our God. He said, for I am convinced that neither death, life, angels, demons, present, future, nor any powers, Height nor depth nor anything in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I believe today that, there, that with Paul I can confidently say nothing can separate you or me from God's love. I know sometimes we want to argue it away. I know sometimes we want to um, think that we've done something that's too bad for God to love us or that, we, that we've, we've walked too far away from him. But let me tell you, nothing can separate you from God's love. He's committed to loving you. He sent his son Jesus to die on the cross because he loved you. These are all things from Romans chapter 8. And if you haven't read it before, turn this stream off in a few minutes and go read Romans chapter 8 and be reminded of the reasons that you have to be optimistic about your future and to be confident in your great God. You know, with with God, it's not like, it's not just about how you look at things. It's not not about our perspective. It's not like saying, well, is the glass half full or is the glass empty? Like the glass, people, the glass is full. 
For, for those that love God, remember, for those who, who, who love God and accord according to his purpose, God is working things for our good. And we have every reason to be confident, to be full of faith, and to be positive.